1: Welcome into the Hey it's Rico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I am Michael Gobier. I am a host of the show along with my co-host, Christopher Deary. Chris, how are you this evening? Things are great. How you doing, Mike? Ah, uh, pretty good. You know, we got a nice little Sunday evening. It's the Fab Show. It's fabulous. Woohoo! Yay! This is a fun show. Where we're gonna talk about bids, opportunities, players, targets. Although players are human beings, yeah, we can call them targets because we're targeting them in hopes of securing their rights. To produce for our teams. That's how fantasy baseball works. I'm at MJ Govier, G O V is in Victor I E R, on Twitter. He's at C Deery 1999. Deary as in dearly beloved, of course, not like the antler ridden deer that run around and ruin car after car after car. In the uh, Midwest, uh, East Coast, uh, there's probably no deer. Well, there's probably deer in Florida, right? You think there's deer in Florida?
0: Yeah, there's gotta be. There's deer everywhere, right?
1: Yeah, I guess you're right. It's probably just a North American thing altogether. But they don't call them, for some reason they call antelopes in like Africa. I don't know what the difference between an antelope and a deer is, though. I do not.
0: Unsure. <laughs> I don't know enough about animals, I guess. Secretary, I know do- not I know sure. dogs.
1: <laughs> Dags. Digs. All right. Well, we're live with the Fab Show. So we're going to talk about some players we're going to bid on, players we're focusing on for the coming week. We'll talk about some streamers, uh, which teams have the most games, everything you need to know for the coming week. It is currently 7 04 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are live. Don't forget, it's Palazzo Podcast at ProtonMail.com. That's the email. Our tag is at Palazzo Podcast. Two L's, two
0: Z's,
1: I should get the cha-ching from the uh, Seth Green commercials. (laughs) Remember those in the 90s?
0: Was that rallies?
1: Yeah, that's when nobody knew who Seth Green was. We didn't, no one had an idea. He was just a cashier guy doing the cha-ching. That
0: was such a big thing, it was huge. It was. It It turned into like a Super Bowl commercial and everything. Like, that was a really, really big thing. And then no one really knew until years later that that was Seth Green. Ended up being like a pretty respectable actor. who has been around for the last like 25 years. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely fascinating. Very cool stuff. Uh, Palazzo Podcast has the Palazzo Invitational, and we always like to keep you guys up to date on the latest standings. There is a lot of action going on, a lot of drama in the Palazzo Invitational.
0: We are what is it officially three weeks after today? Is that three weeks you would call it? Yeah, my whole team's injured. <laughs> like what do you nine. Mean? I have nine injuries on my team. No. Nine? Was, yeah. <laughs> it's eight or nine. Run down some of the list. Just, well, give me six. Let's see. Um Luis, Re- <laughs> um, Eloy Jimenez, Chris Davis. Um, you name a cl- <laughs> you name a reliever, he's been injured. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. Okay. Wow. Good heavens. I'm so sorry for your loss. That's not cool at all.
0: Yeah, what are you going to do? What's going uh, on with the
1: overall standings?
0: Uh, let's see. Let's bring it up. Uh, well, let's see. I am in 55th place. Oh! <laughs> 14th so. in our league, so not, not, not super... <laughs> well, you got a lot of injuries. Impressive. I got you know, injuries, but also like, I mean, just I got guys not producing. You know, Michael Conforto hasn't done hasn't done shit. and uh, yeah! Guys injured. Conforto's not been good. Ian Happ's not been good. You know, guys injured. injured. Christian oh. Pache is injured. Um, you know, Paddock's been hit or miss. You could know, drop I him. Drafted. Well, you can't drop him
1: because we don't have ads or drops. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Uh, Tyler O'Neill. Uh, you know, he's been up and down. He's he's hurt now. Um, Archie Bradley's on the DL. I did draft Severino, so hopefully he comes back at some point. I drafted Rick Porcello, He's not even in the league right now. So uh, <laughs> it's, it's been it's been rough. You know, I I, I would have thought that Rick Porcello would have been signed by the time uh, the season started. We drafted a, about a month ahead of time, but my team is just gross.
1: Well, it's still early. These injuries will not last forever. And in this type of tourney, standings with 50 players on a roster. It's a do-or-die, 50-round draft. There's no pickups all year. So you got what you got the whole year. And eventually, some of these guys will get healthy, and they'll boost you up. And someone else is going to get hurt because there's a rash. There's just so many injuries everywhere. So the other guys in your league and the rest of the leagues, combined there's four leagues in the Palazzo Invitational for the overall championship. 60 different teams. Some of those other guys are going to get hurt soon, too. So you just wait because everyone's going to get their turn this year when it comes to injuries. Am I right?
0: I can see myself moving up the standings. I don't think I'm going to compete for, for the league. Uh, you know, poor, poor Steve Paolo, who's also in our league, is behind me and he's in last overall. <gasps> I feel bad because Steve's a guy who knows his stuff. But, uh, you know, sometimes it just doesn't work out. And, you know, guys don't produce, guys get injured. But, uh, you know, Rich, Richard Briskin is the leader in the clubhouse at the end Richard of the Richard Sands Sunday. again, huh? Yeah, Man. that's right. Yeah, Richard Sands. So Shout he's out to the, you, buddy. He's in the lead right now. Um, Andrew Poplin uh, right behind him, and uh, Mark Kiefer's still in it too. So uh, those guys are looking Forever. pretty good.
1: Yeah, those guys seem like they're always in first place so far. Yeah, it's early, it's only the first month, guys. It's April, so everybody calm down. Dear, you're not out of it, even if you think you're out of it right now. <laughs> calm I'm done. down. I'm, done. Oh, I'm down. done, I'm out of it. Don't panic, don't fret. There's better days ahead. I'm excited for the opportunity to be a part of the show. We're gonna talk about some fab targets, but I want to mention some of the teams that we'll be playing most next week. So you always want to know the schedule. This week's going to be a little lighter. There's not as many games. We were really spoiled this past week with just some <laughs> nonstop baseball. It was very cool. It was. We had no hitters. Carlos Rodon blew everybody's mind. It was so incredible. It I'm was beautiful. St- I still can't believe it. I'm still trying to <laughs> take it in. Seriously, it's bizarre that this guy has the talent. He's good. He's got it all, but he just never delivered. And now he delivers, and I wish, I wish that I had more of him, that I could experience more of the joy that came with that no hitter, because it was just so close to being a perfect game. What do you think about what happened? Does that piss you off as a baseball player yourself? That uh, a hit batsman is what cost the no, the perfect game with the no hitter.
0: No, it doesn't. No, it does. It doesn't piss me off. I mean, he he threw a slider. I just don't understand why he threw a slider in that situation. He threw, should have just thrown another fastball. They they weren't able to catch up with his fastball almost all game. He should have, he should have gone with something out of the zone. And seen 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 if he was going to go and chase for it. But he threw that slider and just nicked him on the foot. And I was like, oh man, it was interesting because when Musgrove threw his threw his no hitter, uh, you know few days before I like, I didn't want Musgrove to throw the no hitter. I was I mean, I was going against what? him in the league, but oh, I, okay. yeah, but also I was just like, I, I don't want him to throw one. And I, I didn't know why my wife's like, what are you talking about? You always want people to throw no hitters. And I'm like, no, not always. Sometimes I like want him to blow it. And she's like, "What? it's such a rare thing. I'm like, eh, it happens all the time. And then like a few days later, you know, Rodon's going for it. I'm like, oh, this is must-see TV. We got to turn it on. She's like, now you're rooting for it to happen? I'm like, well, he's going for a perfect game, and he's got the story behind him of, you know, basically kind of being out of baseball, and the White Sox bringing him back after the injury, and, you know, he he wasn't, you know, producing that well for the White Sox, and he comes back, and he's been really, really good through his first few starts, and now he's going to throw a perfect game. She's like, I don't understand you. You want want a guy to throw one one day, and the other day you don't? It's, It's very odd. Who yeah. are you? You never know what feelings I'm going to have towards a no-hitter.
1: Well, I'm happy for Carlos. I'm happy for him and his comeback. It's a really positive tale about sticking with it and never say die. Non-tendered to no-hitter in just a few short months. It could happen to you. Anybody out there. Also, Mr. Votto. Joey Votto had a cool triple play. Jason. Jacob. Jason. Jacob. Hey, you guys know Jessup? Hey, Russell Withers is in the house. What up, Russell? Woo! Jessup.
0: Jessup from a men. Jessup. Colonel, Colonel Jessup Zep.
1: is in the house. What's up, Colonel Jessup? Shout out to our guy, Russell Withers. We love him. Don't forget, he's at Armchair Roto. Follow him and go to his website, armchairrodo.com. I'll type it right here in the live chat, which you can do. Armchairrodo.com. I think that's right. Hopefully I spelled that right there, Russell. Good to see you, buddy. And uh Brian says, I'm jealous of the owner who has him. I assume that's Rodan or DeGrom or who are you talking about? I'm not sure you're talking about Brian, but either way. Got to be Rodan. DeGrom came within striking distance of the all-time record, which is 10 straight Ks by Seaver. Is that correct? Yeah. Is that how you know it? Because I think that's uh, what I read on Twitter. Either way, DeGrom's amazing. I was wrong. I want to say I was wrong here and get it on the air again, even though it's early in the season, but I was incorrect. Wrong! Garrett Cole is not the co-ace with Jacob DeGrom. Jacob DeGrom is clearly the ace. Garrett Cole is number – he might be number three now because Bieber looks insane. He's the first guy ever – is this ever? To have four straight starts to start the
0: year with double-digit Ks. That's amazing. I can't believe it hasn't happened. Like, that That seems insane to right. me. Like, I saw that – Because it's like, so
1: early? Right? Yeah, I saw that
0: roll roll by, and I was just like, what? I'm like, really? That's never happened before? But Unbelievable yeah you would think because
1: it's always early in the season the hitters maybe aren't quite up to speed that it could have happened by now but you're right that's why baseball's cool there's still always first that happen, even in modern times so I dig it Shane Bieber you are a stud and uh, if I had any doubt about you I'm I still think he gives up contact like he can give up some hits and stuff but he's gonna strike out guys like madman so you're gonna get if you're in a k9 league you should definitely definitely be happy about that. Our old pal Sam Jacobowitz popping in says, are you guys worried about Max Freed? I feel as though people are overreact really early in the season. Um, Max Freed's not a guy I love, but he is consistent. He's not going to strike people out. You already know that. I don't really have anything else to say besides he's a solid, he's like a solid number two or number three starter on my fantasy squad.
0: I, w- I wouldn't worry. I mean, obviously it sucks. He went on the DL, uh, you know, running the bases, hurt his hamstring. Uh, I, I wouldn't buy into too much that happened in his first three starts. I mean, sure, he got bombed in almost every one of them, but his first start looked pretty good. I mean, eight strikeouts. He's Like Mike said, he's he's a guy who's going to be dependable, kind of that SP2, SP3 type guy who's dependable. I think when he comes back, he will be fine. They'll figure it out there in Atlanta. So I, would, I wouldn't freak out too much about Max Freed. I don't think he's droppable right now.
1: No, no, not at all. Uh, is he? Uh, I'm gonna sound bad here. Is he on the IL right now? Yes. It's because he had the leg issue, right?
0: Yeah, they just they just put him on the IL.
1: Yeah. So I wouldn't panic there at all. I mean, you're always moving players. Jacobowitz, Sam Jacobowitz is a regular regular viewer of our live stream, which is on the YouTube channel at Plaza Podcast Two Ls Two Zs. You can view us anytime, plus all the Utah. old episodes. Give me two. And Sam has been with us asking questions all season and off season long. Sam. I say stick with Freed unless you get a better deal, because you know best. It's also a points league, and in points leagues, I'd like to have a guy like Freed who will go deep in the games if he's healthy. That's one thing about Freed, right? You would agree, Deary? He can go seven innings pretty easily, I feel like.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. Absolutely. And uh, in a points league, guys like a Max Fried is very, very important because you need those innings pitched and you need a guy who's going to be, be able to go deep into games. And Max Freed has been able to do it, so I wouldn't freak out too much. I mean, it's a hamstring injury. You should be able to come back from that pretty quickly, miss a couple starts, and we should see him back here in a couple of weeks. I've, I put an
1: armchair Toto in the live chat. Toto armchair. <laughs> yeah, no, Russell says that's a... Uh cover band the toto cover band sorry about that <laughs> armchair toto not toto. the name armchair roto.com russell withers he's a great great guy we gotta have russell on the show at some point we are overdue to talk baseball with russell we're way overdue for that but we will get there at some point good. Uh, the, the teams that have the most games this week are only three there's three teams that have seven games i believe it is the giants Uh, Padres and Angels, I believe. Yes. Giants, Padres, and Angels all have seven games. Now, this is barring COVID catastrophes, which, again, (laughs) reared its ugly head. Saturday night, I was playing DFS, and I actually had a good night. I was able to bounce back from this. I had the best night I've had since, like, week one. Because I had a lot of Angels and Minnesota Twins lined up. And then that game got canceled (laughs) on Saturday night around 8.30 Eastern time, 9 o'clock. And I was like, oh, crap, there's not a lot of options left. I was able to switch over to some Dodgers and Padres. And I actually did okay. But that is just, God, man, I've invested a lot of money this year in fantasy overall. And COVID is definitely playing a factor. Because look at the Mets. They've had so many rainouts, so many postponements.
0: What if they don't make up all these games? In Roto Leagues, you're going to lose out on the volume. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of games that have been canceled, specifically of weather, and then you've had those COVID, COVID matchups. But what I really hate is that you're gonna probably end up seeing double headers to make up some of these games. But double headers are only seven innings. Like you're missing out on a couple at bats if you're gonna you get a full lineup and a guy like let's say uh you know a Ronald Acuna or Pete Alonso. Those guys are usually starting both games and, and not getting pulled at all. So I think you're kind of get screwed over with a few at bats. So I really hate to see those postponed games due to weather or COVID.
1: Yeah, well, at least, the I mean, that's the other thing. The seven-inning doubleheaders minimizes two innings, even if they do make it up. You're losing out, and that starts to build up. If a team like the Mets with Jeff McNeil or a J.D. Davis or even a, a DeGrom, maybe to a lesser extent, because he's still going to get his starts, but everyday players, you're going to start losing volume, and that has me really worried. i I really didn't think COVID would be as big a deal as last year, and mm-hmm. right now, right now, it kind of
0: is. It's been yeah. it's been it's been weekly. It's been weekly that yeah. we we've, we've missed out on games. I mean, we saw it with the Astros last week against the Tigers, right. or earlier well, this week, this, and yeah, that was this week. The yeah. fucking
1: Nats in the beginning
0: of the season. You get the net. It's every week. It's it's, uh, it's spin the wheel. Who's next?
1: It's got me really concerned. And I was already somewhat focused on it, but I just really hope that get everyone vaccinated. What? Well, come on, just get it done. Well, everyone, not all athletes. Are,
0: <laughs> not all of them want just, to get vaccinated.
1: Everyone knows athletes are treated better than regular people. We all know the truth of American society. It's okay, but you're right. Some of them don't want the vaccine. I, I don't want to get in that debate because that sounds <laughs> like a waste
0: of time. Agreed.
1: But yeah, you got three teams with seven games, so that's good news. But uh, there's also some teams that are not playing as much this week. A uh, couple with five games. You're gonna have to take advantage of the players you got because there's not a lot of great streaming opportunities in terms of two start pitchers this week. Have you taken a look at this? Because, Deary, it's kind of weak. You got Joe Ross. Are you excited about Joe Ross?
0: I don't want Joe Ross or Tyson Ross. Neither (laughs) Rosses.
1: Holy shit. Was it it 2019 or 2020 Tyson Ross was pitching for the Tigers? That really happened.
0: I think it was 19. It was only like a couple starts, and I was like, yeah, this experiment's done. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, Tyson Ross, I don't want any of Tyson Ross. Denied. But, yes, no Joe Ross. Joe Ross? You know, he's not terrible.
1: In the matchups, so-so. Would would there be a situation where you would ride with Joe Ross, or would it have to be the perfect matchups?
0: Who's he got this week? week? Joe
1: is going head-to-head with his old pals, the Cardinals and the Mets.
0: (sighs) I mean, Joe Ross has been okay through 11 innings so far. He's got nine strikeouts, only a couple walks. I mean... He's at home against St. Louis. He's he got I, the Mets on the road. I mean, the good news is, like with a guy like Joe Ross, I, I I'm probably not streaming him on a Monday, but on a weekend, you know, if I need to pick up some cats, uh, Joe Ross might be a better play on the weekend for sure. I'm I'm not someone who likes to stream early in the week. That seems kind of risky to me, at least in a head-to-head league. Um, you know, points league. Sure, he's got two. He's got two starts. I mean, maybe maybe give a flyer on it. I mean, if he can. His first start went five innings. Second start went six innings. Has only given up six hits through 11 innings. So not a bad start. Um, but I, I don't believe in the track record with Joe Ross. So I'm, I'm probably avoiding it. Oh,
1: don't forget, we are part of the Rotofanatic podcast network. So is Joe Ross. He just signed up yesterday. Joe, happy to have you aboard. You can go to rotofanatic.com and check out Closing Remarks. It's Sunday. This is a perfect time to read this article. I'll even type it in the live chat. Rotofanatic.com. Mike Carter, Mr. Doctor, gives you all... Full bullpen coverage from end to end, from the NL West to the AL East, all across the board, plus another great article we have, and I'm not just bullshitting here, Crosby Spencer's schedule factors, he does this every week, he lays out the schedule week to week in an article form, gives you the advantages that you're going to get, you don't want to miss that, go to rotofanatic.com, read Crosby Spencer's schedule factors, and follow Crosby and Mike Carter because it's the right thing to do. But Joe Ross, I think, is worth a flyer. Would you rather have Nick Niedert? I mean, I don't think I'd rather have Nick Niedert. He's going against Baltimore and San Francisco. I'm not really feeling that too much. San
0: Francisco's been playing pretty well. They're above, above 500 right now.
1: Alex Wood came back today off the IL, and he got a victory. I'm so pissed because I was thinking about picking him up in my home league, which is head-to-head as a streamer today. Instead, I went with Ryan Yarbrough, who did get the wind. It was great because he also had the opener, which – That opener with Yarbrough, that's going to be a real boost to his uh, overall value because if Yarbrough can have somebody come in, pitch one or two innings, and then he gets to pitch until like the 8th, He's going to get a lot more opportunities for wins.
0: Yeah, It's so sneaky what the Rays do. A guy starts a game, goes one or two innings, and then the next guy comes in who you would see as a more of a long-term starter comes in and goes five, six innings. So you really got to keep an eye on what teams are doing, especially the Rays with the openers. I don't know how they're going to be able to survive a 162-game season right now with the way their bullpen is just on the I.L., every, every single one of them. They got, I think, four guys on the I.L.
1: Yeah. Hmm. The Rays took care of the Yankees, though, man. The Yankees are a mess. I wonder if Aaron Boone will start feeling heat soon. I know this is a fantasy podcast, but I do wonder. The Yankees are struggling, and I know it is early. I understand all the parameters and all the picadillos that go into the situation, but
0: they're going to get annoyed there in New York sooner than later. Well, they were throwing trash in the field the other night. They were not happy. Yes. They are off to a very slow start. I think my wife said something. They were in last place after their game. I, I, I want to say yesterday. And it was the first time in like 25 years or something like that, or wow. that they were in last place at any point in the season. They're off to a bit poor start. I brought it up in our household because, you know, my wife's a Yankee fan. I was like, is it Aaron Boone going to start feeling the pressure? And she's like, absolutely. You know, people are pissed. Gliber Torres has just been awful so far. Stanton, I brought up Stanton. I mean, Stanton. I think hit a home run today, but I brought up Stanton. They're going to hate that contract coming up. He's he's only been there four years, and he's only the only year he was healthy was the first year he was there, and ever since then he's just been injured. Uh, you know, uh, Jay Bruce just retired, so you know mm. there goes another first baseman that they had. So they're going to start mm-hmm. feeling the pressure, and it's it's not so much that their pitching staff has been horrible, which it hasn't been very good. Kluber hasn't been very good. Tyon's been okay, but they can't hit the ball. Montgomery's has good. Yeah, yeah, they can't hit at all. I mean, I've, I, the worst part is like a role. This Chapman is, a, I think, appeared in four games and he only has <laughs> one save.
1: One save. There's a great tweet from Rob Silver. By the way, shout out to your fantastic wife and my friend Christina. Big Yankees fan. Good Yankees info there, Christina. Thank you very much. I will say this: Rob Silver had a great tweet on Twitter, which is where you will usually find tweets, and it was about the percentage of saves that were actually applied in NFBC leagues overall. Ooh. And it was like 56% of them were actually in leagues, but the remaining players were 44% of the saves took place.
0: were not on anyone's team. Wow. So they were not even used. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Well, I mean, it's just the shuffling that's been going on with bullpens. I mean, a guy like Lou Trevino is, you know, he's available in my NFBC league right now. There he you got go. a win. He got a win today, but he has two saves this week as well.
1: It was a great pickup. People were targeting Trevino very heavily. Uh, Russell Withers says, man, you're a better half, follows baseball and has conversations with you about it. That's amazing. <laughs> she, also play, a lucky guy.
0: she also plays fantasy.
1: She also, that's true. I've i have seen her. I've seen it happen. And Russell also says, my lady is wonderful, but that's fire. <laughs> I assume fire is a good thing, right? You want to be on fire? Or yeah, fire, like fire
0: is good. Okay. I've seen them.
1: Uh, We had a question here from Ryan. He wants to know, are there any $1 guys you have interested in this week? $1 guys? Does Adolis Garcia qualify as a dollar guy, or is he not going to be a dollar guy? Of the Rangers. He's been hitting cleanup for the Rangers since he got called up this week. Mm -hmm. What about DJ Stewart of the Baltimore Orioles? Is he a dollar guy?
0: Because I love DJ Stewart. He's probably above a dollar guy, I would say. I mean, especially yeah. DJ Stewart's been batting third the last couple of games. Uh, they move Mountcastle down because he's off to a very slow start. They move Mountcastle down to six and DJ Stewart's been batting third.
1: Well, as I look at my own fab bids here on my own rosters and I look around, I definitely think there's some opportunities for dollar fellas, uh, people that not everyone will be targeting. I mean, you know, Rafael Dolis, like you said, He'll probably get a lot of money thrown his way, just like Julian Merriweather got a lot of money thrown his way once upon a time. Uh Guys, I mentioned on the show Wednesday, Josh Rojas hit a leadoff dinger, and I mentioned mm-hmm. him on the show as a cheap pickup. And I was I was still hesitant about it when I said it. But I still believe fully in what I said that day Buy at the lowest point. Absolutely. So I still, right. That's the concept. We I think we believe in that pretty wholeheartedly here. So who's at their lowest point right now? Who's worth a dollar? that's a good question because value is so inherently complicated based on (laughs) what league you play in and the style and how many teams there are you know what i mean ryan like we're here to help we really are but i I i'm gonna throw out some names that i think are dollar type players and you can make a decision on your own as to whether or not you think that's worthy how about a guy like jacob stallings if you need a catcher from the pittsburgh pirates He's actually getting he's getting all the at bats, which is mm-hmm. important because catchers a lot of platoons. We have a lot of platoons in the catcher world now. He's getting the most of the at bats and he plays every day and he's okay. So that's a dollar. If you need a catcher, I think Jacob Stallings is a good fill. Do you have a player, dear?
0: I, I like Jacob Stallings a lot. That's a really good one. Uh let's see. I mean, we talked or about Trevino. I mean, for a dollar, uh, Cole Irvin yeah. had a nice start for Oakland the other night against the Tigers. I know it was against the Tigers, but Cole Irvin looked oh. pretty pretty. He looked pretty good. He he could be a dollar add. I'd, I'd like to see who he's matched up against this week. But he went six scoreless with six strikeouts against the Tigers, whose offense is just completely fizzled out after their great series against Houston.
1: Yeah, that, well, that was too good to be true. What about Michael Fulmer, though? He's supposedly lined up for two starts this week. Pittsburgh and Kansas City, both at home.
0: I've been impressed with Fulmer so far. I mean, you got to remember, this is two years from Tommy John now. Uh, he's a guy who, I mean, he won Rookie of the Year a few years ago. he He's going to have the chance to start now, which is great, because they're still waiting for Turnbull to come back. Tehran is is hurt. Fulmer started in kind of that uh, long relief to start the year, but he's been pretty solid so far. I think he, uh for two pitch starter, I think that's a good flyer right now. I mean, he's, he's shown in the past that he could be pretty solid. His K rates higher than it's ever been in the league. So far, he's getting a ton of ground balls. Michael Fulmers, Fulmers look pretty good through 12 innings so far.
1: There's also news that Lance Lynn is officially going to be on the IL. with the Oh no.
0: Trent.
1: Yeah. And the twins also added the three guys to their COVID IL. There's Andrelton Simmons, uh, garlic and somebody else. I don't care about maybe Jake cave. I can't remember, but the point being is there are dollar opportunities out there. And if you're looking for hitters, I mean, is Kevin Newman, a dollar guy? Is he on your wire? Kevin played. I know he's at 167, but he's getting the opportunity and he's going to come around he's A second baseman and a shortstop. He can provide you with daily at bats. You want to pick up players that are going to play for you and that you can count on. I'll go back to Josh Rojas hitting the home run today. May have sparked him. He'll get it going for Arizona. And if he stays up in the leadoff area, because Tim LaCastro is another injury that he got hurt this weekend. So now there could be an opportunity for Rojas.
0: I like Kevin Newman. I mean, he showed two years ago, 130 games. He batted three Oh eight, a little bit of power, double digit home runs, 60 some odd RBIs, 16 stolen bases. I mean, Sure, he's not. He's off to a 167 start, but this is a guy who's going to get regular at bats. He's played in every game so far for the Pirates. I think that's a nice dollar guy to pick up who's probably going to start picking it up here for the Pirates team that's competing.
1: They do. They play hard. I'll give them credit. I mean, everyone ripped on him coming into the season, but they're battling. And fucking Brewbaker on Friday night was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Eight Ks. He totally shut down the Brewers in Miller Park. No easy feat necessarily. And. My buddy, Rotofanatic, you know it's coming. Paul Momino at P. Momino Fantasy on Twitter. That's two M's, by the way, Mamino. He wrote an article about JT Brubaker this week saying that he liked what he saw. Every week he does something called the GPS report. He gives you location information based off our data monster, which covers WOBA on specific pitches and the location. It's very fun stuff. You can access all this for free yourself at rotofanatic.com. But he wrote a piece about JT was just walking a couple guys too many and if he could start getting players to bite more you would get more strikeouts and that's exactly what happened Friday night so kudos to Paul he kind of predicted the future on that one Jeffrey Orbagoso what a beautiful last name Orbagoso I love it he says I had Bumgarner old mad bum uh, also known as uh what's his rodeo name I always want
0: <laughs> to not not good anymore
1: Oh, yeah. What? What
0: is that? Rodeo, that it's that like Mason name? something. Yeah. yeah, it's like
1: Mason <laughs> Madison Bumgarner. Rodeo. I like still
0: don't believe that story. I'm like, what? <laughs> it's this so is what he was doing with his life. It's so true.
1: Mason Saunders. There it is. There it is. Mason, Mason Saunders. Saunders. Yeah, that's S A U. There's a U in that one. Anyways, Jeffrey Orbigoso, What's up, Jeffrey? Thanks for joining the show. Good to see you, man. We're here, at Palazzo Podcast. Two L's, two Z's. Every Sunday night, doing the Fab Show. Utah. Give me two. He had Bumgarner today, and he got some needed head-to-head category points. Good for you, Jeffrey. Right on, man. He's only thirty-one. Referring to Mad Bum, I feel
0: like Mad Bum has been written off way too early in his career. <sighs> I'm trying to find like the comparison of a guy that was just dominant through their twenties, and then in their thirties, they're not even like a draftable guy in a lot of leagues. There's there's so many guys out there. He threw so many innings for the Giants during that run, and yeah, he's what thirty one now. Only thirty one. Yeah, I mean, we look at people drafted Max Scherzer very high this year. He's thirty
1: six, going on thirty seven. But Bumgarner just doesn't have that strikeout capability. He doesn't have the same stuff that Scherzer does. You know? Well, he never. He never 31. did.
0: He's he he never has. He's never had a, a K per nine over ten in his career. Right. There are
1: different pitchers. You're, that's a fair point. My point is that I think Mad Bum still could be serviceable. It's just a matter of a few breaks. I I hate to say this again. I saw a great tweet where he was up in the elite top of the leaderboard with some of the best pitchers in baseball in a certain category. I can't remember what it was off the top of my head. All I know is that I wouldn't give up on him yet, and right now he's worth nothing. So this is the time to buy. This is what we're talking about. Buy it. Pick him up. Take a chance. He got you a nice win. He got you some head-to-head points in your head-to-head league. Good for you, Jeffrey. Well,
0: you got to look at his three starts. He went against the Padres, the Rockies, and the A's just as the A's started to heat up. Was in Colorado when he gave up five there. And then his first start was against the Padres. Like, that's always going to be tough. The Padres are a killer team that scores a ton of runs. So, uh, yeah, he's given up a lot of hits and a lot of runs in all of his games. Uh, so, I don't know. You got to find the right matchup with Mad Mum. But, like, to your point, Mike, he's cheap. He's free right now. So, like, why not take a flyer?
1: Right. It's worth it if you got some opportunities and you want to take a chance on somebody. I mean, obviously, this week he was a two starter. This coming week he will not be. Let me run these through you real quick, and you just tell me if you like them or you don't. These are two start potential two start pitchers this week. Uh, The obvious ones are you know Woodruff, Maeda, Flaherty, Castillo, blah blah blah.
0: Fun, 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 and fun. Um,
1: Yeah, Uh, let's try Carlos Rodon. I I think this is interesting. Rodon at Boston and home versus Texas. Is that a no-brainer? Because I don't think at Boston is a no-brainer.
0: No, it's not. Um, you're always interested to see what a guy does after a no-hitter and see what he does. Uh, oh, God, yeah, Boston's tough. Boston's just playing really good ball. Obviously, J.D. They Martinez are. resurgence is back. Rodon is yet to give up a run this season. <laughs> like, when's it going to happen? That's two starts.
1: Two starts, no runs. That's nice, but it's Boston. I would be weary if you're doing a weekly lineup. I would be weary if you don't want to get your whip torn up. I think Boston could be a reality check for Carlos because he's riding so high. And eventually you got to come down the other side of that mountain peak. It's just classic. It's a classic tale. How about uh, Dustin May at Seattle at home versus San Diego? Easy peasy.
0: San Diego's the second matchup. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how far May is going to go into games. Right. I mean, what's he what's he gone so far? I don't think he's pitched into the fifth yet. Has he?
1: Oh yeah, I think he yeah he pitched in the fifth uh the last game a couple of days ago.
0: Okay, yeah, his first start against against the A's, which was on the fifth, he went six innings and then he went four and a third against the Rockies. But he's looked pretty decent. Only gave up he didn't give up seven hits against the Rockies, but only two earned. And his K's have been up, so he's he's striking guys out. Which I, I've always been wondering, like why is this guy not striking out like twenty five thirty percent of the guys he faces? Because the guy throws absolute gas.
1: Yep. Yeah, that's a really good point. No doubt about it. Uh, Ryan, in our live stream chat, which you can always join anytime we do the show live, you can join and talk with us in real time, ask questions, ask us what we love about life, uh, ask us what we think we'll die from. You know, we always wonder. We never know for <laughs> sure, but you can ask us anything you I want.
0: think about it daily. What am I going to die from?
1: Yeah. Oh, I think we already locked us in. Didn't we both agree that both of us would die from heart failure? I think you were, maybe I was a stroke and you were a heart attack. I can't remember which one
0: was which, <laughs> but. 45 years from now.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, sure. Not yeah, just course. quite yet. Uh, Ryan says lefty and Fenway seems scary. I feel like those Rodon walks we've seen for years may make a comeback at some point. See, Ryan, Ryan, you speak my language right there. I love what I saw from Rodon. It was a magical night there in Chicago. Two no hitters for the White Sox in the last 10 months, eight months, nine months. It was August Giolito and now Rodon in the spring. It's incredible. And we've had two no hitters in the first two weeks of the season, or three weeks of the season, with Musgrove and Rodon. It's really, really cool. But at some point, there's going to be the other side of the coin. So,
0: yeah, Rodon Rodon in Fenway against the right-handed bats of Martinez and Bogarts, and oh god, that's 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 dangerous. Uh, Okay, a couple more real
1: quick. Uh, Brad Keller at home against Tampa and at Detroit. I like both those matchups.
0: I agree. I agree.
1: Okay, we're in. Uh, What about? Hazel Cesardo. now, there's already been a cancellation of Monday's Oakland and Minnesota game. So make note of that. That's one less game. He will not get two starts this week. Yeah, no two starts. And Shohei Otani is now going to start Tuesday for the Angels. That's the next time, pitching-wise, that Shohei Otani is going to play okay. on the mound. But you have to be really careful with your lineups with the Twins this week because Monday's canceled. We don't know if Tuesday will get canceled against the Athletics again. So I would, I might be benching some of the Twins this week if it's, if it's the double opportunity like in tgfbi where you can start guys on mondays and fridays
0: i might check in back on friday yeah i'd wait and- i'd wait it out you have there's no guarantee that tuesday's happening yeah it's a real mess but then yeah. again what are we going to believe i mean we both thought fernando tatis would be out to midseason, right and then he comes back and starts
1: yeah but is he really going to
0: be effective <laughs> you get a home run already
1: that's insane it's so insane
0: <laughs> we don't know any yeah i know he's, well, he's- i'm thinking
1: that same thing about LaMette, his teammate. Denelson LaMette's supposed to be coming back. He's on the brink, ready to go. Yeah, we but really we don't want any. believe that
0: Denelson LaMette's healthy? We don't want any of LaMette.
1: <laughs> right, so you don't believe that you're not buying in the fact that LaMette's going to be healthy, and he's going to give you 120
0: innings this year. No, no. I, I, I think the, the, I think one of the Shiner Ride the Pines I saw was 130 innings that we had, and everybody said, no way. <laughs>
1: Oh by the way you know you're working on that document it's getting close guys we're getting
0: closer to the oh, it's it's show. done it's done it's it's ready to roll out I'll, maybe I'll tweet it oh. out tonight
1: Oh what well, wait let's save it for the Wednesday show we'll go into okay. it Okay oh that's Or perfect. you can tweet it out you go do we it can every do now, that. but I'm excited We'll do it Wednesday we'll look into it on Wednesday Wednesday, don't forget, we do shows Sunday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. We missed Friday. My power was out, and I got depressed. Shit happens. We're back here Sundays every Sunday night about 7 p.m. We're going to give you the fab show. We're talking fab bids. Tell us who you're looking at. We'll give you our opinions in real time leading up to the bid process in NFBC and fan tracks. Uh, I don't know if everybody does fab on Sundays. A good friend of mine was well, not a good friend. Of I like him a lot, but he's not. I can't call him my best friend. Uh, DVR, Derek Van Riper. <laughs> my best friend. Hey, Derek, Derek, DVR. Yeah, we're pals. We go way back. No, but he was in our Glarf chat, which is the Great Lakes Roto Area Fantasy League that I'm in with a bunch of Great Lakes people, which includes Wisconsin, Illinois, Michigan, you know, Ohio, Rotosaurus guys, shit like that. Anyways, in that chat today, he was saying, why don't we do fab on Thursdays? I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't, why does it have to be on Sundays? And I don't see why that is. Is it just industry
0: standard Thursday? It seems to be. Or Sundays?
1: Yeah, it just seems like somebody picks Sundays and that's where we are. But you don't have to do that. No.
0: So, it was a good I, point. I, I, I kind of like the idea of a midweek.
1: Mm. I agree. Derek, we're not taking your idea. We're actually promoting your idea and supporting you. Just want you to know that, Derek. You're listening to the Hey, It's Rico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast, part of the Roto Fanatic Podcast Network. Don't forget, Palazzo Podcast is right here on the screen in the audio version, two L's, two Z's. Utah, give me two. All right, other fab targets. Let's get into it. We covered the stu- – it's a bad – it's not a great week for 2 start pitchers. A couple other two-starters could be Tyler Anderson of Pittsburgh, Kohei Arihara of the Rangers, who might already be rostered. Josh Fleming, if he's out there for the Rays, he might go twice.
0: Yeah, and, it's like three innings each time, though.
1: Yeah. So I, th- this is what you got. It's not a great week yeah. for 2 start streamers, in my opinion. And most of them are already owned. Nadie Divaldi. Uh, E-Rod of Boston, Dustin Maybe like we said, Zach Plesak, Kevin Gaussman, Marcus Stro- well, Marcus Pitch today. So that's not going to be Oh, man, I'm,
0: I'm really interested to see if Plesak comes back after just getting bombed the other day by Woo! the White Sox. Woo-hoo. He got, yeah, he got rolled
1: up, right, Russell? You know what I'm talking about, Russell? you feel me? Well, Russell says my, yeah.
0: You know who looks like the guy who's been really, really nice with the Indians besides Bieber is Aaron Savali. looks really good through three starts.
1: Nice and consistent. Yeah, mm-hmm. not as flashy, but rock solid. I agree. I took one. One flyer on him, and that was in my main event. I feel happy about that. Russell says, my home dynasty does fab every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday, and it processes Ooh. it in the morning. Well, that's, that's cool, fun. Russell. Russell, make that industry standard, please. All right, let's get some more fab bids. Let's talk more hitters now. So, like we said, there's only three teams with seven games. A lot of other teams are not going to have seven games. So is there a hitter that you would like to throw out there? Give us somebody you like this week. Someone to put a bin on because we have injuries that holes need to be filled.
0: Well, Cody Bellinger is going to be out for a long time. So if Zach Ms. McKinstry is still available, the guy has infield and outfield eligibility. Zach McKinstry is a guy that you certainly want to go after because he's going to be getting all those at-bats until Bellinger is back. So he's been able to show some power. He's, he's, he's been able to get on base a bunch so far. Benton kind of near the end of the lineup, but he's kind of an exciting guy who could really give you some value right now.
1: Oh, he's going to be a huge... I'm expecting large amounts of cash to be thrown for Zach McKinstry. Yeah, I got
0: a bid on him. On I have no idea what the right bid is going to be.
1: Mm-mm. I, mm. It'll be league dependent, but I think I have a rough idea of where he'll probably go with, with Mr. Bellinger being out with the hairline fracture, which is very sad news. I thought that he'd be coming back sooner than later, but it turns out if you had asked anybody, even a week ago, Hey, who do you think will be back first, Bellinger or Tatis? I'm almost certain that everybody would have said Bellinger, right? Absolutely. Good gosh. You never know, guys. That's the thing. Plan accordingly, but be ready to pivot because you have no idea what's going down. Ryan has a bid on him himself, but he thinks he's going to hit triple digits. Woo, yeah, this is McKinstry. Zach McKinstry could very well hit triple digits. Yeah, my
0: my bid is not triple digits, and I think he might go triple digits here.
1: Yeah, he... He's a big name this week. He's playing good. He's on a great team. It's just a no-brainer that someone's going to go bonkers. We're going to go completely cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs when it comes to Zach McKinstry. Uh, Let's see. Other teams that have six games this week, uh, the Astros. And it looks like if you were trying to fill the void with Bregman and Altuve and Jordan Alvarez being out, it looks like they're going to be back.
0: (laughs) Yeah, this shit happens quickly.
1: Yeah, the COVID thing, the COVID doesn't have a timeline the covid list is it mandatory seven days do we know this
0: i don't think so no i think no, it's just I, go- I, I, yeah. my belief is that if you come back and you test uh negative like your next two tests you're, you're good to go yeah because jd martinez last weekend was on the
1: covid list saturday night and then sunday he hits three home runs so you're yeah, right. it's, yeah it's not like
0: last year where they were testing positive and they they were out for at least a week dude that is such a bizarre what the a-
1: Uh, Let's get everyone vaccinated so we can end this madness. But, hey, it's part of our game, and we do need to adapt accordingly. So the Astros have six games. Oakland right now has six games. That could change. One of them is at Baltimore. I like that. Oakland in Baltimore at Camden Yards. A lot of opportunity for power and offense. Phillies have three games. Three of them at Coors. That's on the weekend stretch. So get ready for the Phillies in Coors. That's going to be a good-ass time. Coors. And the Tigers have three games, and so do the Rockies have – no, no, just the Tigers. That's it. So there's only a couple more teams with six games. A lot of five gamers this week, folks. Sorry, buzzkill. All right, let's talk hitters again. Give me another hitter. Give me more. Who else? Who else are we targeting? McKinstry's big. Uh, is there someone else that you How about you our old
0: buddy Josh Harrison playing for the Nats? He started in every single game this week. He's a wow. guy who's proven that he can be a fantasy asset – but we all thought he was done. I thought he was done and out of the league. I mean, he had that hot stint with the tigers and I thought it was completely over and he was going to retire, but he's back folks. And he started every game this week for the nets playing second base, probably slotting in about sixth in their order. So he's a guy you could certainly get in on the cheap right now. Good Lord.
1: He was a tiger for a minute too. Remember that?
0: Yeah. And then I think he got injured and then it was over. (laughs) And then, but see, I, I thought he retired.
1: I, I didn't hear that. I don't know. Yeah,
0: he's, just, he's just back just like that. Back, 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 back.
1: How about Jed Lowry? Now, if Jed Lowry is still available, that's somebody you could throw a cheap bid on. But he might mm-hmm. go he- a little bit more than a dollar
0: <laughs> for sure. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. He's definitely going more than a dollar.
1: Yeah. If, if he has second and third base eligibility, depending on your format. That's going to be somebody who will probably cost. uh, I think a lot of
0: people got in on him last week just because he started getting a lot of at-bats just about a week and a half, two weeks ago for them.
1: Okay, that's true. Well, if he's out there, that's someone you can take a look at. Uh, What about Willie Calhoun? Willie Calhoun is back in action, folks. This is somebody that will probably get a lot of run, but there could be hesitancy because it's a crowded house in Texas. Willie Calhoun, are you willing to take a bid, or do you think it's not worth it because it's
0: too messy? Uh, yes it's messy in texas whether or not he's going to be able to get enough starts or at bats but i would certainly take a flyer on him he's shown in the past that he can hit for power he's a disaster playing the outfield but <laughs> hey you could slot him in at, at dh here and there so uh he's a guy who's proven to have some fantasy value in the past he's been injured over the last couple of years i would certainly take a flyer on willie Calhoun.
1: our old buddy brian k in the house what up brian good to see you buddy he says yell it is on the il christian yelich of the milwaukee brewers is on the il the back issues don't worry about it he'll be fine eventually but billy mckinney gonna get some run i actually like billy mckinney i was looking at him at dfs over the weekend he'll hit home runs in spurts and kind of surprise you that is a great super cheap outfield filler right there billy mckinney yes yes that's
0: that's a dollar yes. bid right there
1: hell yeah this that's perfect that Covers exactly what Ryan was talking about. Great call, Brian. I love it. Well done, sir. Nice work. Uh, Sam Jacobowitz wants to know, who do you like more, DJ Lemayhu or Jose Abreu? Uh, I got to go DJ. I said this on the show the other day, right, Deary? Because of the multi-eligibility opportunities, he makes your life a lot simpler when you're trying to deal with all these COVID issues and injuries. I just prefer a guy who can give me first, second, and third base over a guy who's kind of overrated at first.
0: Yeah, and you gotta believe that the Yankees are gonna heat up at some point. Uh LeMahieu's doing a great job getting on base. He's only got one home run. He's betting 288. He's he's a guy who's probably gonna bet closer to 300. He's only got seven runs, but like the Yankees are just powerless right now. They can't do anything. Eventually that lineup will heat up and he'll get closer to scoring like 85, 90 runs. So uh I would probably say Lemayhu just because I I like the projections moving forward but more importantly it's the dual eligibility to be able to play second base and first base he's probably going to start getting a lot more run at first base right now until luke voigt gets back
1: yeah the yankees uh gary sanchez is not majorly hurt that's good news uh x-rays were negative over the weekend he got hit by a pitch i believe was that what happened I just read the details. I actually didn't see it, so I don't know. Either way, I know the x-rays were negative, and he's supposed to play on Tuesday. That much I can guarantee you. So lock that in. Good news for Gary Sanchez, owners, who's off to a decent start so far. As far as more hitter opportunities, I just think it's a matter of maybe slowing it down this week. It seems like there's been a bunch of big loads dumped on leagues with big cash. You know, the old... Uncle Pennybags, Uncle uh, Scrooge <laughs> Big Doc jumping into the coins, the pool
0: coins. Oh, you can't jump into a pool of
1: coins. You would yeah, break
0: you'd, your neck. You'd, that's what I was You're going to break your neck as soon as you get in there. But it's, it's a cartoon, one of the greatest cartoons of all time. Life is
1: like a hurricane.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, to your point, there's I don't see in terms of hitters being triple digit bids out there this week. Maybe a McKinstry, but. It's it's not like it's been the last few weeks where you had a yearman Mercedes that was out there where, you you know, 150 to, to 250 you know bucks were being spent on him. I, I don't see that guy going for a lot of bucks this week. So you got to look low. You got to look at your kind of one to five dollar bids. You know, a few guys that we had mentioned, I think you could certainly get in on the cheap, but maybe pull back this week and not go nuts on some of your bids in terms of hitters.
1: Yeah, uh, Matt Olson's also day-to-day with a thumb contusion, something to take note of. Uh, J.D. Davis is also back for the Mets. He's off the IL and playing, so that's good news. If he's if he was dropped, somebody had a roster crunch, I would definitely go pick up J.D. Davis. If you're in 12-team leagues, 10-team leagues, I'm pretty confident he might be on the wire. Sam Jacobowitz wants to know, Jansen or Presley? I'm very worried about how they're running Jansen and Presley is their main guy, clearly. It feels like he isn't playing every time he can. Victor Rodriguez, a guy I had no familiarity with, got a save last night for the Dodgers. Not Jansen. I think I'd rather have Presley. Presley finally got a save the other day, so I'm, I'm Presley all the way on that one.
0: Yeah, I, I love Presley, and, and you know we seem to be talking about Jansen every week. That's his job. But I mean, the Dodgers are what 12 and two, 13 and two right now. They're certainly looking towards the stretch run in the playoffs, and they have a just a whole bunch of arms in the bullpen. So you're not going to see Camley Jansen every single night. He's still the guy, but they're going to be safe with him. And a guy like a Gonzalez or Blake Trinan are are, are there to help out and pull some some saves in there here and there. But uh, I, I like Presley in the long run. Uh, yeah, it's probably Presley in the long run. He, he's somebody that I had a, a above Jansen early on in the season. I think I had Presley right around tier two, tier three. He was probably you know, ninth or tenth closer that I liked. So I, mm. I would certainly go with Presley.
1: Yeah, I'm with Presley all day. <laughs> And I mentioned Tim LaCastro earlier in the show because Josh Rojas is hitting leadoff today. I really think that could continue to occur because LaCastro was definitely on the I.L. He hurt his pinky sliding in for the first time that he ever got caught stealing. He had an amazing run. Did you see that? It was like 29 for 29.
0: Yeah, he's one of the fastest guys career. in the league. To start his career, that was incredible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we yeah. talked about him being what Billy Hamilton should have been, and now he's on the I.L. But this is great news for yes. Josh Rojas because Rojas... Let off the season as you know their leadoff guy, kind of f- fell out of favor with them because he just didn't start off well. But now he's back in action. He's going to be getting all the starts out there. So Brojas is a guy certainly keep an eye on moving forward for the Diamondbacks. And our pal Simon Dice, <laughs>
1: the Remember Dice Man, baseball. Dice.
0: Honron.
1: Honron. Honron baseball. We had him on the show. Simon, what up to you? Hope you're doing well, buddy. Hope your season's going great. But he mentioned on the show that he liked Francisco Mejia this year. And I bet that Francisco Mejia is probably still available on your waiver wires. Again, probably fairly cheaply. He had a home run over the weekend against the Yankees. He's hitting 333 in a split platoon with Mike Zazino. I understand that. But that might be worth if you have Zazino. I think I would grab Mejia just so you have them both if you're going to go all in on one catcher position, it might be start. You might want to start adding the fantasy football type of. You're what stacking. They yeah.
0: Handcuffs.
1: Or what do they call it. Yeah. Handcuffs. handcuffs. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It might be time with when it comes to catchers and the more often we're seeing platoons in major league baseball at all types of positions that you might want to have the
0: handcuffs on your roster, on your bench. Well, we know what Zanino does. He bats 210 and has the potential to hit 20 <laughs> home runs, but he can't do much else. And what he has been doing so far i mean sure it's only 28 plate appearances but he's only struck out a couple times and that's been his big buckaboo you know when he was with the padres and with cleveland before that so he's batting 333 right now i think maybe he starts getting more run especially if he can be the guy that's hitting for more average and he's got a he's got a whole, couple home runs now so but he is a guy that i like that simon dice was in on him early i was like kind of blown away when he was like yeah this could be his opportunity and it looks like he could be getting the opportunities now so maybe Mejia ends up being that guy three out of every five days and and and, until uh you know until they certainly make a decision that they're going to go with Mejia full-time there but I, I like Mejia going forward and if you have Zanino go ahead and pick up Mejia and get that handcuff if you have the ability to do so
1: yeah, I agree. Ryan says for catcher two, you're prioritizing volume over a better hitting catcher, but in a 50-50 split. I can see that. I, I understand that, Ryan. I respect the cause and the position. Catcher is a wasteland of awfulness. And it's always going to be that way. <laughs> We're just trying to do the best we can each and every day. Uh, Sam says he's going to trade Abreu, Jansen, Melanson, and Kluber for DJ LeMayhew and Ryan Presley. And then he'll pick up Craig Kimbrell and Aaron Savale who are arguably better than Kluber and Melanson themselves. I would, yeah, I think, Kemper looks fantastic. We we said this on the show earlier in the week, so.
0: He's looked great. Aaron Savali's been just steady, super, super steady. I think he's 2-0 right now, but he's had three really good starts. I think all three of his starts were quality starts as well.
1: Yeah, two thumbs up, Sam. Good job, buddy. Uh, all right, well, we got to wrap up the show here. This is the quick fab show. The Sunday night show, we're going to do this every Sunday night around 7-ish, quarter to 7. Fab streamers, the week that's coming, the schedule, to look out for. Uh, any final thoughts here, Deary, as we go into a new week?
0: What about Michael Walker this week? Michael Walker looked really good against the Yankees the other day. He, he did. Could a, he could be a nice stream uh, for pitchers this week. He goes against the Royals, I, I believe, Thursday.
1: I love it. I think the Rays always know what they're doing and they get the most, they throw a bunch of (laughs) shit at the wall and a lot of it falls down and it provides you with stats that you want. So it's incredible. Ryan says, thanks fellas. Yeah. Ryan, anytime, man. Good to have you here, Sam. Thank you, everybody who participated in the live stream. We always appreciate this. This is why we do it. The show just flies by because we're talking baseball with you guys and interacting. It's a lot well, of Well, we're also
0: used to, like, two-hour shows preseason, so, like, these are just, like, boom, 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 boom. But, That's I mean, look, looking into this week, I, I've done pretty good in my head-to-head league so far. Uh, my main 16 team, head-to-head, my my... Novi League, my home league. I've done pretty good. Two two wins in a row. I'm going to win ten to four this week over our good buddy Joel, which is good. My keeper league, I'm struggling. It's it's been two battles. I'm going to be right around five hundred, and you know my Roto leagues, uh, my NFBC leagues. I mean, it's a struggle right now. Besides, you know my my Raz Slam team, which is still in second place in the in my in my home league there. Oh, uh, okay. The uh, TGFBI and Plaza Podcast, I just need guys to start heating up, guys get healthy. It's a long season, but it's going to be a hell of a trek to climb to get to the top of those standings.
1: Yeah, it's way too early. I I wouldn't panic at all. Everybody chill, take it easy. Uh, A quick name I'll mention, Garrett Cooper. He's getting outfield eligibility. He seems to be playing every day. He's a nice bat, could be very cheap. Garrett Cooper, I would go and grab him if he's available. There's a lot of guys that could still be difference makers that are going to be called up. We're going to be looking for more call-ups, too, because we're going, to get, we're going to get past the point where they can maintain another year of service eligibility to their prospects. So stay tuned on all that stuff. Keep your eyes wide open. Open wide. And make sure you listen to the Heads. Rico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast, part of the Road Fanatic Podcast Network. We'll be back on Wednesday with our next show. Palazzo Podcast at ProtonMail.com is our email. Palazzo Podcast two L's, two Z's. Utah, give me two. And you'll see me and Deary on Wednesday evening around 7-ish. Sound good, Deary? Beautiful. All right, guys. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you Wednesday. Wait, can you be a number one? Number one. Will you be the ace of this staff, Soroka. When you motor your pitches in the zone. I feel there's hope for more. K, Soroka. Never gonna stop. Torn at Keely's. What would you be? Top 30. Let's C- All right, lads. Now I know there's not a faint heart among you. And I know you're as anxious as I am to get into close action. But we must bring him right up beside us before we spring this trap. That will test our nerve.
0: And discipline will count just as much as courage. The Acheron is a tough nut to crack. More than twice our guns, more than twice our numbers. And they will sell their lives dearly. They mean to take us as a prize.
1: <laughs> and we are worth more than undamaged. Their greed will be their downfall. England is under threat of invasion, and though we be on the far side of the world, this ship is our home. This ship is England. So it's every hand to his rope or gun, quicks the word and sharps the action. After all,
0: surprise is on our side.